Well, the thing with Vegas is they've got so much money now tied up in guys that I, I, I don't know if they're going to win with them. That's the question. They did last year, but it's a whole new season and they don't look the same. I'm I'm more surprised by Vancouver only because I I didn't think that they'd be there yet. Um, I, I I liked Carlson or not Carlson uh, Pedersen going into this season, but I I didn't expect this from him, and I'm not sure that it's sustainable. He's uh, he's got a shooting percentage right now of 33. He's not going to keep that up. Uh, but uh, you know if if Vancouver's depth keeps scoring, uh, I think Vertan and even by by my standards. Seven goals is a lot for Vertanen, so if he can score at a 30-goal pace, I think they can keep it up. But I've been very surprised with Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver's been a surprising team this year. I did not have them anywhere near where they are. And and I, I don't know if they maintain it. I don't think it's necessarily that important that they do because I think they're still a couple years out from really being some sort of a contender. I, I still would like to see a little more physicality, though, from that from them. Because I still think in a seven-game series, I think they'd get run over. Well, you need your Tom Wilson-esque guys to be on the ice. Well, as long as they can do it within the rules, yeah. Well, yeah that's what I was kind of... Yes. Yeah. Vertanen's trying to be. Vertanen came into this season, he wanted to be a sandpaper guy. And he, he can be, and he is aggravating other teams, but I don't know. I, 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 looking at a guy like Reeves in, 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 uh, in Vegas, they kind of need that, that sort of mentality. Like Bufflin in Winnipeg is able to do that too. Although Bufflin got thrown out of the game today for a head hit. Watch for that one on tonight's review. Oh, I, I don't know that the, the sandpaper role necessarily is, is exactly right for him. I think he was just trying to find what might keep him in the lineup because I, I guarantee he knew his job was on the line this year. At least Corey Schneider's got a nice mask. He may not be playing great, great but he's got a nice mask. That should help his confidence. Yes, Kachuk came back the last game. He got two goals for Ottawa last night. That guy is going to be a contender for Yes, if he can stay healthy, absolutely, Kachuk's going to take a run at it. That was fun watching Darling yesterday against the Canucks. Like, that stretch past season was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. 
Well, speaking of Schneider, there's some really good backup players playing this year. Like, I knew Kincaid was going to be good, but, you know, there's Rich out playing Smith, and I think he did a video on that today, and there's also uh, DeSmith. Wow, he's schooling in there right now. Yeah, and uh, Koskinen in, in, uh, in Edmonton has been pretty solid. Uh, I thought Sparks kind of got left hung out to dry last night by the Maple Leafs. His numbers aren't great, but I think if he got more games and if the team played better in front of him, I think he's a capable backup. There's some interesting names out there, but um, and I think Georgiev's better than his early numbers have shown in New York, too, for the Rangers. Yes, um, and and Talbot's numbers aren't uh, exactly setting the world on fire, so I could see Koskinen getting more and more starts as the season goes along if Talbot doesn't get it together. Uh, Luongo, uh, Luongo, the the key for him is staying healthy. The good news is they won today and got a good performance out of Reimer. So if Reimer can start getting it together and playing well, they won't have to worry about overplaying Luongo. No, not at this point. I think Patches right now looks like he's a he's not a great fit in Vegas. I'm starting to wonder what they're going to do because Patcheretti, yeah, it's it just it's not working so far. This is the 14th game, yeah. I I'm not sure what you do there. Speaking of guys that haven't performed, how about that Carlson? Oh, Eric, Eric's been uh, yeah. Um, it, it doesn't work in San Jose. He, there's so many missed passes. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. It's not his ankle because that's not going to cause you to miss passes. So I have no idea what's going on with him. I, I don't get it. It should work and it just doesn't. Yeah, it's it. It definitely has not been a good fit with uh, with them. Does, so does he get traded at the deadline? Does he walk as a free agent? Who takes a flyer at him? Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because they're supposed to be a contender. This is probably Thornton's last year. They have to do something, and I'm I'm not sure what exactly the fix is going to be. Because who takes him with, with that? You don't have an extension signed. Uh, he's not playing well. And so what assets are you going to give up to get him right now? Do you think it's going to be hard 
Apparently Carolina is more than willing to take on his attitude. The the thing for me is that I don't know if you add Falk to that blue line in Toronto. I don't know if that's necessarily the solution to everything. I, I mean, Riley's off to a fantastic start. Riley's exactly what they needed on the blue line right now, but I, I don't know how much... I, I don't know that Falk for Nylander straight up gets it done, and I'm not sure what else you, you ask for if you're the Leafs. Is it really an attitude, though? I mean, he just wants to get paid what he's worth. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the funny thing is now that if, if players don't want to take a discount, they do get labeled as having an attitude. I think what hurts William Nylander is that his father uh, was perceived as being greedy, uh, he screwed over the Oilers. He told them, yeah, yeah, we got a deal done. And then the Oilers were all ready to announce it, and he made the deal somewhere else. He's like, well, it was just verbal. It wasn't signed. And I think ever since then, he's had that reputation. And we'll, uh, Michael Nylander was known as a guy that he would say, I'm, a, I'm worth this amount, and he'd just wait until he got it. So I think there's some of that that hits Wooly, too. And I've, I've always found that weird, the idea that if, well, I want to get paid what I'm worth, you're so greedy, but it's what I'm worth. It's what market value is. I, I just find that so strange. Well, I hope you, you know, out. More power to him. It just kind of sucks that his team is doing super fantastic with him. Well, that's, a lot of that's Marner. Marner's been absolutely lights out. I, I've loved Mitch Marner since he debuted in the league. That kid's absolutely amazing. I think he's worth every cent of $10 million next summer. Uh, that's going to be entertaining to see if the Leafs try and play hardball with him, too. Oh, he's, he, he is... I know uh, Matthews gets the goals and he gets all the attention, but I think Marner is very nearly as talented as Matthews. He's sensational. And with, with Marner, too, um, you know, last year at one point he's down on the fourth line. He's getting um, very little ice time, and he never complained. Not once was there a complaint from him about any of it. He didn't pout. He just played through it, and, and he earned his spot in the top line again. So I have nothing but respect for Marner. Yeah, six, six, and a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say $2 million over eight years. That's $16 million. <laughs> I don't know. One or, I mean, you know, Stone got that one year deal. Why not take 12 over two and then wait it out? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I get the point of waiting out, but Matthews is up next to Marner. Like, how is he, you know, he, he's 
slides in at eight million a year, he's basically just saying, well, you know, see a guy that was fun playing with you. Someone has to go. They can't afford to keep everyone after getting to where it is. But that's not his fault. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I personally don't really like players holding out for more money, but I can't disagree with why they do it. I mean, if you're, if the market value says that you're worth X amount of money, then you should get it. And, and I think with Drysaddle last year, that's really where this all started. So for for GM to come out and say, oh yeah, we're we're going to keep everybody. I, I mean, you can't have you know sixty million dollars tied up in four guys. Yeah, but I think, you know, do this in the first week, he has to come out and say, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that are to the public now, and all the time, and then private it. The funny thing is that would actually help both teams quite a bit if they actually did that. Which Carlson? Oh, it'd be Eric. Well, and then the other thing, the other thing too that would hurt that would be that if San Jose trades him to an Eastern team uh, before the deadline, or he's on an Eastern team at the deadline, then they give up another first round pick to the Ottawa Senators. It's almost as if Ottawa knew that was a possibility after what they did with uh, with um, Hoffman. And Hoffman's been deadly for Florida this year. Um, I think I, I really thought once they got rid of Hoffman, I was really surprised that they decided to get rid of Carlson, too. I thought they were going to get rid of one and keep the other. So I thought Carlson would go and they'd keep Hoffman or vice versa. I can't understand getting rid of both. Yeah, it was both. And and that's that's on their management. And then you look at what happened with the Uber car thing, and clearly there's still something broken in Ottawa. Because if these guys are griping and they're saying, I haven't even paid attention in, in practice for three weeks. If, you're, if your special teams coach hasn't noticed a guy hasn't been dialed in for three weeks, I'm sorry, that's on the coach. Shane in the car. I think that 
No, no, you should be part of the solution, and and that's so that's on him. And and I think there's a lot of things that are broken in Ottawa. Hopefully, when that came out, hopefully it caused some difficult conversations to happen. Not that their penalty killing's getting any better, but. Hopefully that's caused at least that conversation to be out there. I just don't I don't know how receptive Ottawa management is to criticism. Because Carlson, the, the rumor with Carlson was this, was that the last time that, that Melnick said anything to him, it was about, I'm trying to remember if it was over uh, a flight or a meal he had on a flight or something that he didn't pay for, and Melnick came in and tore a strip off him in front of the whole team about how he thinks he's more important than the rest of the team because he doesn't think he should have to pay his way and he's not that special and he he ripped him in front of the whole team and that was rumored to be the last time that he talked to him so if that's the thinking process of the owner that's not going to be approachable for the players at all Oh geez, I I'm trying to remember exactly when he took over, uh, but he the the problem is this: like, there's Ottawa fans that say they won't go to the game because he's the owner. Okay, but what if he moves the team then? Like, he's already said he won't sell it. There's nothing you can do to make him sell it. So if you're not going to support the team, you're going to end up not having a team. That's just reality. And yeah, I agree that he's a he's he's been crappy at times, but. If you don't support your local team, they they won't be a local team for long, especially especially in a small Canadian market. Is he another one of these pharmaceutical people that own the hockey team? I don't think so. I think for Melnick, I think it's I think it's just the Senators. CEO of Biovale Corporation, which is acquired by Valent Pharmaceuticals. Oh, weird. There are owners that use hockey teams as a tax a tax write off. Oh well, that's that's a tax haven right there. So we know he doesn't pay taxes. That'll that'll endear him to the Ottawa Ottawa crowds. But he's he's out of touch. He's out of touch with the fans and what the fans want. So. When he sat down and he had that really weird interview with Borvietsky, it was so uncomfortable because he clearly didn't know what the team wanted or what fans wanted, and he's not even wearing a brand new jersey, and it was weird. Yeah, and he even he even referred to it as a dumpster fire. I was like, why are you calling it a dumpster fire? It's just you don't you don't do that with your own team ever. Is, uh, when is the uh, the actual vote in December for Seattle? Uh, I th- think it's December fifth on Seattle. I mean, it's basically just a rubber stamp, from what I understand. I I can't see the NHL giving them the go ahead to start work on Key Arena and then tell them in December, oh, we've decided we're not going to bring you in. So I think it's December 5th that that's supposed to be official. And, and when it becomes official, that's, that's when they'll announce what year they begin? Pro- probably. It's the NHL, though, so they might wait until the fo- following draft. 
the the thing in favor of telling them sooner though is that of course you want GMs to know what year they have to get ready for an expansion draft, and so we may very well hear then. Yeah, um, I, I think if, if and Seattle wants to be in in 2020, Bill Daly's kind of gone back and forth on whether it would be 2020 or 2021. So um, if, if it's 2020, it definitely puts pressure on the NHL to avoid a lockout. I don't want to see a lockout anyways. I don't think anybody does. But it definitely puts pressure on them to avoid it. Uh, they're they're leaning towards um, basically nullifying the deal. They can walk away from it, and uh, I, I it's risky because they're going to look really greedy if they go on strike. If the players start it and they are on strike, uh, fans will turn against them very quickly. I think I think it's going to be a, a combination of the Olympics, and I think it's it's escrow payments. I think it's the fact that so much of their paycheck is being held back, and they don't know when they're going to get it or if they're going to get it. So I, I really think that's caused a lot of uh, a lot of issues for players, and I think they're they're willing to hold out for that because twenty percent if you're making ten million dollars is nothing, but if you're at league minimum, twenty percent isn't nothing for you. So. You know, it's it, it it is a significant amount of money if they hold back that much in escrow, just as a round number. I think there's plans in place now. Like, for instance, Dave Tippett's been a part of the process. There was speculation he might be GM or coach. He's come out and said that they're going to give him a, an executive position with the game, with the team. So I, I think there's a plan in place. I don't think they've made it public yet. And I would think that they'll look for, an, for a coach and a GM to have as the public faces of the team as soon as possible. GM will happen first. I would think in December they might make it official, but I have a feeling they might already have an idea who it's going to be. I hear Joey Q is suddenly available. Yes, although uh, Quenville has said he he's ready to coach right now. If he gets an offer, he's ready to go right now. He wants to pl- He wants to coach immediately. He he does not want. But the other thing I heard too was he doesn't want to be in a rebuild situation. He wants to coach for a team that has a shot. So that may rule out Seattle unless he wants that challenge, but he wants to coach immediately. Well, welcome to Washington, Joe Sundle. He, he might get that shot. Um, Anaheim may call him. He may not be interested in Anaheim due to the current record of that team and where they're trending. But, yeah, Washington, I, I could see that. sort of Babcock way, like 
Well, I think I think with Toronto, I think it was that Babcock was was part of the whole Shanna plan, right? You tear it down and build it back up, and that's something Quenville said he he's not really interested in. Um, I think Babcock wanted a challenge to prove that he could he could bring a team to success himself. Because there were a lot of people that felt that Detroit's success wasn't really tied to him. It was because, look at the roster they had, so he didn't have a lot to do with it. And I think he wanted to to really prove himself in Toronto. Vino's a Vino's a better coach than he gets credit for. Uh, he he does tend to play veterans more than rookies. He should play rookies more than he does. But at the same time, um, I'm I'm kind of surprised he doesn't have a job either. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in Anaheim. It might be a good setup for him if if Anaheim becomes available. But uh, he he will end up with a job at some point. I would imagine. I I can't see him staying out of work. Starting the third in Boston, in between periods in Winnipeg. I'm just really disappointed with Vegas this year. Well, I'm really not sure if they're going to be able to climb out of it soon enough. You know, I, I had expected a bit of a fallback for them. I hadn't expected it to be this dramatic. I shouldn't have been. I mean, look, I, the, the homer in me picked on them as first in the division again, of course. Uh, I, I thought at worst they would be second, but, I mean, at times, the, the defense is just hot garbage. The goaltending is spotty at best. When we can score goals, we don't have defense or goals. when I was doing the whole uh, where our team's going to you know, be galloping a bit on, on the, the channel. I had them in second, but I struggled with that whole division. I only see one playoff team in that division currently. And in San Jose. Calgary's been pretty good. They're they're kind of a one line team, but they've been pretty good. Um, I don't know if Kachuk can keep up the the scoring he's been doing, but um, it's it's been a good run for Calgary. I think they're the best team in the division. Vancouver's one point ahead of them. We'll see what they do tonight against San Jose. But yeah, I I they look like a playoff team. But again, I I don't know that anybody in the Pacific would necessarily scare me in the playoffs. The Central teams, yes. The Pacific teams, not really. I think, uh, I think James Neal just makes everybody better around him, and uh, Vegas 
Chiefs deal with that, to be honest. I, he's, he's, he's older, and I think they just didn't want to put him on a long-term contract, and that's kind of what he was hoping for. I think it was a decision they made before the playoffs. I think uh, McPhee makes up his mind on players pretty quick. I think that's why all these guys are getting extensions. Um, it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, and for Vegas this year, it's definitely been a bad thing. Yeah, I remember um, his uh, decisions with players called Peter uh, Philip Forsberg. Oh, he's yeah. That's why when he he said. Uh, during the summer, he said no teenagers would make the team, and I thought, well, wait a minute. Cody Glass is a pretty good prospect. You're going to want one of those young kids in the lineup. Just you know, just for the sake of having a young kid rookie in there, give him a shot. Let's see what he's got. Nope, they sent him down. And last summer, I thought uh, Cody Glass was, was ready for at least a nine-game trial, but McPhee is so bound and determined not to have kids in the lineup, and I think it's hurting Vegas. I think um, one thing with Gallant, I know when they fired him in, in Florida, part of the reason was because he is very set in his ways too. And I think, um, again, that's that's a bonus when your team's doing really well, but it can be really rough when your team isn't doing very well because he still has in his mind of, okay, these guys are going to pull through it. As a player's coach, uh, it's good for the players that, you know, I'm going to get my ice time, coach thinks I'm going to play through it. But, yeah, it can be frustrating when the team isn't playing well. See, and I, I, I should have, I, I should have seen it coming. But, anyways, I get blinded to what they did in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. I think a lot of us did. I think they've lost that this year. It feels different this year. Well, they're no longer us against the rest of the NHL. It's their second season. Yeah, they lost they lost some of their misfits too, so that whole the whole chemistry has changed. Yeah. 
You know, when I was down there, um, I asked people about that. I talked to a lot of people from Vegas, and the feeling seemed to be that, one, NFL fans aren't going to necessarily be NHL fans. They didn't think there'd be a lot of crossover, and they, they really don't want the Raiders. They're, they're not excited about getting the Raiders. They're like, why do we have to get the Raiders? Why don't we get a good team kind of thing? So I, I really, I mean, the excitement will be there when they start up and when they get the new arena and everything, but I I. I don't know that a new fresh stadium is necessarily going to make them excited for the Raiders. Isn't there also a ton of tourists there? So it's yes. going to have difficult, you know, difficulty filling seats. No, no, they won't have difficulty filling seats, but I don't, I don't think it'll negatively impact the Golden Knights very much. Very likely, yes. I know when when we go down, we're we're bringing our Vegas jerseys. So if we go to the game, we'll we'll wear a Vegas jersey. But yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of tourists there. I mean, I I, 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 I kind of agree with that. I think you know, instead of going to Cirque du Soleil, you can go to T-Mobile Arena and and catch a, a you know two and a half hour show, yeah. just like you would you know going to do anything else. And, you know, it's kind of a, it's a family-friendly environment, so you don't have to worry about, you know, a bunch of nudity. Yeah, there's going to be drunk people, there always are, but it's within walking distance of some decent hotels on the Strip as well, so it's not like, you know, if people are, are like, flying into Vegas and they're Ubering everywhere, it's a really easy place to go. Yeah, we're staying at the Excalibur, which is right next door. Yeah, I think, um... I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna try to go do to a Knights game next year or well next year is in like next couple months. Probably gonna stay at the uh, Aria, which is like right across the street. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of hotels right there. And you know, I, I mean, it Vegas is really a pretty cheap place to go too. Mm-hmm. Cheapest yeah, cheapest vacation we can find. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> That's why we're going there again for Christmas, because it's cheap. Yeah, and Vegas is within driving distance of me, so sometimes that's even cheaper than uh, flying. If, you know, I maybe my car there, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's technically within driving distance for me, too. Yeah, but from Seattle, that'd be quite a drive. <laughs> yeah, my boss has done it a couple of times. Cycle. Well, my dad used to go to Reno once a year, so. What is it like a thirteen-hour from Seattle? Something like that. Yeah, my dad used to go to Reno, so yeah, I can imagine that was a long drive for him too. <laughs> I drove up to Spokane from uh, Central California uh, back in March, and that was such a long drive. I regret that I didn't fly. It was hard to stay awake. <laughs> well, I mean, just 
through, I, I guess depending on the route you take, from Central California through Oregon and then the eastern half of Washington. It's there's just flat. Yeah, and there's nothing. Yeah. No, there's nothing that, there. That was so surprising to me because I, I'm on the coast of, of California, so I'm I'm used to, like, the valley and stuff and California Valley and the farmlands. I really wasn't expecting that going through eastern Washington, so that that was kind of like a, I guess, a culture shock. Um, but I went and saw Palouse and uh, stayed in Spokane, and it, it's it's pretty beautiful there. So definitely want to go back eventually. The western side is much better. Yeah, with the forest and stuff. I've been yes. to Seattle, but it's been a long time. Yes, uh, Washington, once you, you get into the eastern parts and you get into Idaho, uh, yeah, we were we were there this summer. There's nothing for miles. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I've never been out to the uh, West Coast, so this is going to be interesting in April when I head out that way. Oh, it's beautiful around here. I, I've... I've lived on the East Coast, I've lived on the West Coast, I've lived on in the South. I've never lived in the Midwest or the Northeast. So, it, I, uh... You know, I'm about the same. I've lived in Vegas, I've lived in Tennessee, and I live here in, in California now. But I've never been to uh, to, to, to the Northeast at all. On my, I'm only... It's on my real list. I've only read really ever lived and worked in one other place other than D.C., and that was New York, and I did not last long. I didn't know how far this uh, everyone was to, in this conversation. The, uh, the, the, the channel's demographics, there's, there's a lot more uh, American, all over the United States uh, subscribers than there are in in Canada or elsewhere, so it doesn't really surprise me. Well, there's not. I guess I guess some of that has to do with uh, the lack of coverage of hockey in the states. It's not really one of our bigger sports, let's say. There's that. There's also the fact that there's three hundred and some million Americans, and there's 30-some million Canadians, so... Oh, yeah, by raw, raw population numbers, yeah, sure. Yep. Los, Los Angeles has a tenth of the population of Canada. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy, although all of us Canadians, we're all right on the border, so we're keeping an eye on the Americans just in case. Oh, please. <laughs> please do. Don't leave. <laughs> we need Canada now more than ever. Yeah, we're all right there. There's no time to watch hockey when you have a million baseball games to watch every year. Ugh. Yeah. Baseball just goes on forever. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it really does. See, I'm, I'm especially disappointed that that Vegas is not doing so well this year because none of my other teams are either. I got the Lakers in the NBA. I got the Niners in football. I got the Giants in baseball. Yeah, it's not it's not going too well right now. <laughs> well, I just saw my Bengals got destroyed today. So yeah, um, fifty-one to fifteen. So yeah, well, the Saints are the team to beat this year. Jeez. 
Oh, Drew Brees. I enjoyed seeing the uh, Red Sox uh, win the series. That was that was a lot of fun. Oh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, I that don't like the Dodgers. So anybody's better than that. The worst thing that could have happened was the Red Sox winning the World Series. Uh, uh, That's the best thing that can happen. It's the best, yeah. Totally. Yeah, the worst would have been the Chicago Cubs. I mean, come on. The best would have been the the Yankees. Oh, yeah, no, the Yankees aren't allowed to have anymore. Patrick, how do you square up with the ref, I guess? Hey, you there. Wait, they gave a penalty for the face-off violation? Wow. Is it a late game? All right, cool. I, you know, the face-off violation, they've, they've just got to just drop the damn puck. This is getting ridiculous again. So, yeah, I really the hate For Vegas reasons motto to mean, like, the other way now? It, it's starting to get that way. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> what a... Has San Jose tried to pair Burns and Carlson together? Like, does that work at all? I don't think they've tried because they're both right-handed, I think. Ooh. It doesn't and really they, stop a lot of teams, though. And they both want to play offensively. I yes. I don't think that, that would be yes. a good idea. Yes, you would, you would be giving up six or seven goals a game with those two playing together. Yeah, that would be... Ugh. That's why one's with Vlasic and the other one's with, uh, I want to say, Braun? I thought I saw both of them on the same power play unit, though. That that would still scare me to death. Honestly, you're trying to look our play anyway, so I guess I can see it from from you know we want to get a goal. You're better off though if if you can have one on your first unit and one on your second. That really is better. Ooh, from a Capitals perspective, how often does your second unit play? <laughs> Well, not everybody's like Ovechkin where he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to play the whole thing. <laughs> Usually it'll be the first minute's your first unit and the second minute's your second unit. But I haven't seen that in eight-ish years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ovechkin doesn't like leaving the ice. Was there an April Fool's video or something where they, they made fun of where he stands and they said they were going to make it a figure, a figure eight area and... No one was allowed to shoot from that spot. Did anyone see that video? No, I haven't seen that video. It's no. a good uh, idea. I started calling. I, I have started calling the OV spot the Oval Office because I just <laughs> DC. I like it. That's not a bad name, man. That's uh, solid. Uh, the other thing, the one thing too that I've noticed is so Vetch can shoot from that spot all the time. Pedersen shoots from the same spot. <clears throat> Watch highlights of Pedersen goals. Same spot. So, can that be quoted that the hockey guy says that Pedersen's the next Ovechkin? No. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> Nobody's the next Ovechkin. I don't think anybody's going to get that. Mm-hmm. I thought Lining might take a step forward this year in challenging Ovechkin, but uh, he's not looking so good. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, it, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, get it out of there. It's almost like the. I don't know if it's if it's a maturity issue, if he has a nagging injury, or what it is. But something's up with Line A this year. It's the Fortnite, right? Maybe. 
be hilarious if it was. You know, after after he after he dogged the Canucks about them banning Fortnite, it's worked yeah. pretty well for the Canucks. They're first in the division. Right. Actually, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that's Vegas's uh, problem. Problem too. All that Fortnite, the disease. Uh, apparently, Ovi was playing Fortnite with his child not not too long ago. Oh no! <laughs> How old is this kid? Like like. Six months, if that, less. I, like, the kid was in his so lap Ovechkin and he was, was just playing, playing. Fort. <laughs> yes. No, but no, since no. it was Ovechkin's kid, the kid's a sniper and already took out 10 or 20 people. Oh, yeah. Three yes. Nope. Um, can I ask players like um, Burns and Bufflin, um, now, had they previously played defense? Um, like, what's sort of the the transition there. Burns was drafted as a forward and they turned him to a defenseman, I believe. And then with Bufflin, it was the opposite. Chicago tried him at forward for a while. They both prefer defense. Uh, And Burns did actually end up playing wing. I'm trying to remember which season it was for San Jose. And I know Minnesota tried him at wing at one point, too. And sometimes he can be a nightmare defensively, so I could totally understand the wing. But I think it helps certain players. Maybe that's the kind of thing San Jose might want to try with Carlson. Just see what happens. If you can get him going. I believe it. Mm. Or what about something like like back when Sergei Fedorov they put on defense? Like Was that more the power play? Kind of like, oh, you know, he can sort of sit where Ovechkin and score. Let's put him to defense. Because it seems like a really silly thing for this giant Russian sniper to be on defense. Uh, Fedorov saw the ice so well, and he was so solid defensively that it it worked. And this was at a time when you didn't have two, uh, or just the one defenseman on power plays. He had two. So it it worked really well for for Detroit. Bowman was just ahead of his time with that. Now, Now one defenseman on the power play is just common. Nobody thinks anything of it. Thank God we have Carlson in D.C. Yeah, Carlson is is deadly, and I had expected him to kind of fall back to earth a little bit this year. It's not happening. No, he should have won the Norris last year. I hope he wins it this year. Uh, The Norris is going to be just a nightmare. I'm glad I don't have to actually vote on any of that stuff, because that would just be a nightmare. Because Flames fans will tell you Giordano is having an excellent season. Vegas's fourth line is really the only line that seems to get consistent chances now. Uh, they work really hard, and Carrier hits everything that moves like a Mack truck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should toss uh, Marcheseau to center on the uh, on the fourth line. They've they've <laughs> got to figure something out. Just do something, man. They're down to less than nine minutes now, and they're still down three to one. I mean, they might as well. <laughs> Can't hurt. The hitting everything that moves is something that's been missing from DC's game. Ugh. You know, he only got another short while to go until he's back. Unless the Arbiter says he's back now, but 
I've given up hope that we're ever going to hear anything from the Arbiter until he's back on the ice. Yeah, the Arbiter, the, the it'll probably end up like Weidman where he stir, serves the full sentence, but the Arbiter will rule he should have been back earlier, and then he'll get back paid that money. I wonder why that is, because this is the same Arbiter that, you know, gave what's-his-face in Asheville a reprieve. Oh, Watson, yeah. Maybe it was more clear-cut with Watson. I, I don't know. Even the Watson suspension was just weird. And I still think the Nate Schmidt suspension was uh, a little bit over the line. I think they've got to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Schmidt suspension. Because well, like A, he maintained his innocence, and B, wasn't it like something that one of the Vegas trainers gave gave him? Yes, and it was it was a, an amount too that was consistent with accidental exposure, meaning you could have tested positive for that amount and not actually have taken anything. So that's that's where I had an issue with it. I was like, okay, I know the NHLPA was in on this, but there's no way they thought this through. It wouldn't be the first time the union was stupid about something. So. Um, I wonder if that'll get changed in the next uh, agreement as well. Well, That'll be dependent on if the players decide to hold out, which I hope they do, because there needs to be changes. Seems like the players are getting screwed over way too easily. Oh, every every time. Every every collective bargaining agreement the players lose. Uh, The only reason they end up winning in the end is because revenues keep going up, so they still end up making more money. But every other area they lose. It was like when they didn't go to the Olympics, they were like, oh, well, we didn't know the NHL would stop going, so we didn't think it was important to have it in there. It's the NHL. Make sure you have everything in writing. Hopefully they uh, have learned from past experience, but... I think McDavid was stolen the chance to... I mean, I, I, I know Edmonton's not even close yet, but, you know, McDavid on Team Canada it could have been part of the Triple Crown, you know? Oh, McDavid, he would have been lights out for for an Olympic team. And I'm not, I mean, I I kind of understand it from the NHL perspective. They don't make any extra money, but it gives the game more exposure. And honestly, the money may not come in from sending the players over, but I I really think the prestige makes a difference. And and I think they're being really short-sighted with it. Honestly, Team Sweden scares me. The Russians are going to be entertaining to watch, too. I think they have a serious chance. That's if the NHL, you know, allows their players to go. Uh, USA and Canada. I think those. I think there's a four-way battle now. I, I think... USA and Canada. I think the Americans, the next time that, that, that a super tournament like that happens, I think the Americans are going to be much better. You look at a lot of young guys coming into the league that are American, like Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, and whatnot... Um, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to be some amazing superstar players for an American team the next time that happens. I went to see the, uh, the Pittsburgh game recently in Vancouver, and uh, I just thought it was so cool remembering back to the golden goal, and I was like, there's Sid right there. And then I was thinking, yep. like, you know, we have the shrine of pa- um, Pat Quinn. Uh, you know, we have 
Stan, no, I can't remember his name, with the towel. Why don't we have one of, of Crosby in, in his Team Canada jersey? That would just be perfect. Probably just because he's not a Canuck. I, I would expect that maybe after he retires that maybe they throw that up there. True. Geez, the I Bruins mean, yeah, are even running over the linesman. He's not a that, like, I mean, it's like when that goal happened, I remember I was in this restaurant, but, like, you could feel it across the city, and then Vancouver yes. just turned into a... I mean, I was passing people I hadn't seen in years, and they were just, like, crying over the fact that we won this gold medal. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing, especially considering all everything that happened that in that game. Up. It was amazing how that how that took place. Yeah, of course it was Kessler that scored to tie it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that part too. I wasn't a big fan of that either. Not a great power play for Vegas so far. Does anyone have a top three for hard candidates at this point in the season? Three. Uh, I want to say McDavid, but right now the Oilers aren't in a playoff spot, so it's hard to say McDavid. Same with McKinnon. We could end up with a bunch of guys who lead the league in scoring, but their teams don't make the playoffs this year. Winnipeg, it's hard to pick any one player particularly. Same with Tampa, kind of the same with Nashville. It, it That's a tough call. Uh, I'm going to say this. If the Caps rally, it's going to be because Ovechkin makes them rally. So Ovechkin, but that's Homer coming out. I guess I could say Patterson just to say because I'm a Canuck fan. Sure, Patterson. But I, I don't think he keeps this up all year. Someone won the rookie and the. Oh, geez, I don't know if that's. I... Did Ovechkin do it when he won the Calder that year? I want to say yes. I think he won the Pearson too. I I think. And, and he also won the Rocket that year too. Yeah, I he think he took home he took home a lot of hardware as a rookie. I remember that he took home a lot. I'm gonna have to look that up because that he could be the last one to do that. That's going to be a rarity, though. I'm going to go way out on a limb for a heart trophy nominee. I'm going to say Carey Price. What? I, dude, what? Montreal is going to rise above. Carey Price, after that rest la- uh, Saturday, last night, is going to get his groove back, and he's going to earn every bit of that $12.5 million dollars lead the Canadians to the playoffs, and he will win the heart. What? Are you smoking no. out of free weed we have in Canada now? I mean, I know it's legal in Washington, but I didn't know you were going to do that before the, the podcast or anything. <laughs> wow. Put the blunt down and come back. I Don't go into the light, Drew. Wow. That's um, Carey Price I, for heart. I he might like be the first guy to win the heart because he didn't play well. And exposed how good the team uh, actually I, was. I, I, need, I need to make a retraction. Um, Ovechkin did not win the heart his rookie year. Only one was it, the Calder. Um, he won a lot of hardware 
in 2008 when he won the Art Ross, the Lester P. Pearson, um, the Hart, and the Rocket. It was okay. 08 was his mega massive year. So year two. Yeah, Thornton won the heart in 05 Oh, yeah, the year that Boston gave him up and didn't tell anybody he was available. Brilliant. I still don't understand O'Connell on that one at all. Nobody knew that he was available and he trades him to San Jose. Like, I, I, I know there's people who like Mike O'Connell as a GM. I yelled so much. Back then, I couldn't stand him. I, he drove me nuts. No, wherever Tuka Rask is, I think he can just take his time because Halak looks like he's got the net nailed down. Good for Halak. Oh, I am very happy for Yarrow. I've been a fan of his since he was in in Montreal and St. Louis. I'm I'm glad to see him getting a chance to play behind a team that can play well in front of him because the Islanders gave okay. him no support last year. When 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 Boston plays the Caps, can we please have Rask in net? Pretty please. Please. Oh, uh, yeah, Rask is not... Anyways, I've had this argument for a while with Boston fans about Rask, and he's not an elite goaltender. He's not going to win a Vezina. He Sometimes he goes on hot streaks, but he's not that great. He was a few years ago. I, I would have put him up in the, one of the top five goalies. He's been he's he, been top ten. I, I Top five, I, I would go back almost a decade on top five. He's never been that against Washington. No, not at all. No. No. Even in the playoffs, I think when Washington knocked Boston out in the playoffs last time, I think Rask was the starter. Yep. Uh, that was Holpe's coming out. Yeah. I remember, um, yeah, you're welcome. I remember that. That was when he had, I'm trying to remember who was coming in on the net. Was it Lucic? And he just crossed his arms over his chest. But, uh, yeah, I remember because Vokun went down in the next, uh, it, was, it was the last game of the season, freaking newbie goes down. I go, oh, dear God, who's in net now? Who, who's, who, who's a Holpe? And yeah. Then, and, then he, and then he beats Boston. I was like, oh, oh, oh this my kid's good. Did Vegas just get a double tripping penalty? Two Probably. Oh Probably, for Vegas God. reasons. Come on. Well, there's oh, one. Boy. There's two. Yeah. <laughs> Two penalties on the same play. Pacioretty. And, yeah, there's one by, was it Miller? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. No, yeah, yeah, both of them for Vegas reasons. <laughs> England and Pacioretty. Uh, that's so fantastic. Jack Hughes to Vegas, right? Pacioretty no. just looks miserable every time they show him on camera. No, Jack Hughes is going to Colorado. Speaking <laughs> of, I think I'm going to switch to the Edmonton-Colorado game now. That's probably go for the best. Go. I'm going to watch this because I'm a Bruins fan and I want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to see if Krug gets happens. a point. Come on, Tori. It's <laughs> just not fair because they got Bergie out there and everything. Like They've got their top guys out there. Honestly, there is one player I really covered from Boston. There it is. And that's DeBrusque. DeBrusque is fantastic. And there's Pasternak with another one, so... 
Pasternak wants the rocket this year. Oh. At 16. Wow, 4-1. to one. And they're still on the power play. Oh. This is so mean. Honestly, he's going to have to pry that trophy from Ovi's cold dead fingers. Well, he's four goals up on Ovi right now. Yeah, well, so are a lot of people at this time. And he just, year. he just, he's, he's so set up. Like I, it's most of his goals are from kind of what looks like a bad angle, but it's perfect for him. Wow, well, this is this is painful. I have long learned to not bet against Ovechkin. Oh, absolutely. That's why with all these pundits right now saying, oh, Ovechkin won't reach Gordie Howe's record, I'm thinking, yeah, he, he can. He can reach 801 goals. I don't know if he beats Gretzky, but he can reach 800 goals. He's at about 620 now. He can hit that because he's not slowing down like most players do in their 30s. Well, he's not had any major injuries. Either. No. No, it's the Marty Berdur effect. I like it was stunning for how physical he plays and has played in the past. Yeah. He just doesn't get hurt. No, he doesn't. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for it, though. Well, he's built like a brick house. Yeah, he's oh, he, he's, him and Tom Wilson are the same size and weight. A lot of people don't realize that because Ovechkin, you know, plays a lot lower than Wilson does. Like, he, he, he bends his knees a lot more. Yeah. Six four, two thirty. No, he's 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 a big guy, and he he uh, he's smart with how he plays. He was a little with more reckless abandon when he was younger. But oh, he's absolutely. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't he? I, I I can't remember. I think I he put someone through the glass once. That sounds familiar. Like, like not shattered, but like the like knock the glass out. Of yeah, the knock the glass out of the yeah the stanchions. Yeah. Oh man, the Golden Knights Discord. Oh boy, the collective meltdown. I can imagine. <laughs> it's bad right now. It's well. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. They're seven, ten, and one now. It's getting harder for me not to put them in thirty-first on the power rankings. I I wouldn't even be frustrated. I just feel like, yeah, that's right. I'd like to say that we're not as bad as the Kings, but honestly, we don't look any better when we're actually playing. It's just the record. They they really haven't played their division yet, though. And Vegas had a great record against their division last year. I'll be interested to see how they do when they play California, they play the Canucks, and, uh, and Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, but if we're playing against the Pacific and it's anybody but Calgary and Vancouver, is it really going to be, like, that substantial for wins? Well, Vancouver had a really hard time with them last year, and they they do play kind of a loose style. Their goaltending hasn't been great. There might be room there for Vegas to get through on them. Yeah. And Edmonton? Edmonton's really unpredictable. Yeah. Is uh, is today Remembrance Day in Canada? Absolutely. I got my poppy on my jacket. What did it say in the States? Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Sorry. 
Yeah, and we go out in the rain up here. Oh, that's a low blow. Sorry. Sorry, I just <laughs> had I to say it. Had to say it. Jesus, please tell me Trump didn't. Oh. He canceled because it was sprinkling. Yeah, a couple days ago he canceled. His his helicopter doesn't fly in the rain. Nope, apparently not. It's not waterproof. But his secretary of state does. Well, that one's waterproof. See, there's a difference yeah. there, so. That guy is such a... <laughs> it's ever since the War of 1812 they haven't had a waterproof helicopter. If Putin can get a whole team around him at the World Cup to come around with... Uh, <laughs> I guess he could have called him and said, Hey, Pooty Poot, do you want to go ahead and loan me a helicopter? But, one of those waterproof ones? Yeah, one of those ones that doesn't <laughs> melt in the rain. That was so embarrassing to watch. Like, Maybe it's a wooden on, helicopter. The grin on his face is like, In my world, I don't suffer rain, only peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the, what are the, the, the Croatian president and Mark Connor, like, laughing because they're like, yeah, we're out here in the rain. Putin's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And we'll drink much vodka. All right. Juice. Four to one Boston is your final. That's, uh, that's kind of an ugly result. All right. You know, every game that I've watched and I've worn my uh, Neil home jersey from last year, they've lost. Maybe I should go burn it. I. You might want to replace it with uh, with a, either a blank or uh, a Carlson or somebody who's gonna you know stick around with the team for a long while. I have my Flurry Adidas Pittsburgh that doesn't make any sense. I have that one too. <laughs> Good old full moon jerseys. Yeah, here's the jersey we have because it didn't make any sense. I need to buy some more. I've been looking to, to get a couple more, but yeah, I don't really no, know where no, they're on the board. Oh, Shannon, thanks for that. Um, I think you used to set it on Patreon, that Sports K website. I was checking it out yesterday. Pretty cheap prices for their Adidas. Yeah, yeah, and they are legit. Uh, ben H. She, uh, commented on Patreon as well that they are legit. And uh, I, did, I did my homework before I ordered from them. And honestly, it's great because some of those jerseys, I can't find them anywhere. Like that California Seals. I can't find that anywhere for that price, so it's awesome. Uh, Sports K. Sports K. Just sportsk.com. Okay. Have to look into them because I'm looking to spend some money on myself for Christmas. So they have some really nice Montreal, then they have a bunch on clearance that are pretty cheap. His sizing was a bit off, um, but I emailed the guy. I think his name is Joey, and he said he'd check tomorrow uh, to correct my mistake. Okay. Well, it's weird. I, I ordered, like, a large, and it said in 56, and I was like, I'm pretty sure a large is a 52. Yes. I emailed him, and he was like, yeah, you put through a double XL order. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry if I, you know, if you send a double XL, I'm just going to have to send it back. Yeah, no, 50s, 52 is a large, 50 is a medium, because I get the 50s uh, in Adidas. And I've had, my, my Reeboks are, basically the Authentics are 46, but... I go with 50 in the Adidas because of the logo size being different. I was happy to jump on uh, a clearance Carlson Ottawa. That was my first Adidas that I got. I tried with that. I couldn't find one in my size. Oh. Uh, I, I, 
kept refreshing coming back to it and all of a sudden I was just like, oh, I haven't checked in a few days and I grab it and I was like, oh, oh, bye. Yeah, I really wanted one too when he got traded. I know my mother wanted one too and I couldn't find one for her either. I was, um, when I went to uh, opening night for the for the Cavs, the banner raising, I was a little disappointed that they didn't have um, in the new third, Tom Wilson. So I had to buy a blank and then go to Kettler, the practice arena, and have them do the whole sewing, stitching stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it came out really nice. I, I lucked out. Um, uh, my my wife, uh, now my, my Jets jersey got kind of messed up at a, uh, a meetup there where I got run over by, by Jordan, and uh, I had a snag on the back of it. So I got a number and name kit for Shifley, and Yvonne... Uh, sewed it on there and it looks absolutely awesome I just haven't worn it in a video yet but yeah I was glad I got Shifley and it looks just as professional as if I got it done at the store I will say this that's quite a racket like you get it the the lettering you know done they have a few different options like they'll do the iron on for like 50 bucks but if you want everything sewn on it's like another hundred bucks on top of. Oh, I know. The price of the jersey. Is. It's yeah. Yvonne's saying it's a pain. The show, the, the the sleeves are a pain to get the numbers on. She she really had trouble with that. So it takes a lot of time. It it did it did take her a lot of time, and she she ironed it on first and then sewed it. So, props to her. Man, five to two for Winnipeg. Jersey really needed this one, and they just didn't show up. Jersey's in trouble. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They're they're they look done. I feel kind of bad for some of the Jersey fans too. I like Dave. I know he's probably not happy. And well, and they've had the New Jersey Devils versus everybody tag for a while, and because nobody believed in them last year, and this isn't going to help. I find it hard to believe that they just overachieved by that much last year. A lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. So sophomore slumping. It 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 looks that way. Um, I, you know, Paul Mary got off to a great start. Hall, you know, I like Taylor Hall. I just I don't know if I would build a franchise around him. I know he had a great year last year, but I I just don't know that he's that forward that you build your franchise around. Yes, or uh, a name that comes to mind too is Phil Kessel. Kessel ha- is great if he's if he's a, a a support guy, but as your main guy, he's not the one that you want to be counting on night in and night out. You know what? That might be a better comparison because Backstrom is kind of more important than than he gets credit for. Oh, absolutely! Backstrom's been fantastic. Uh, he's he's been as important to uh, Ovechkin. As what uh, Oates was for Brett Hall back in the day. Mm. Oates, that's a that's a messy divorce that uh, <laughs> that happened in DC. Yes, and before that, when he was in St. Louis, Brett Hall offered to pay some of his wage so that they'd keep Adam Oates, and management said no. 
You know, I found out recently that uh, Adam Ellis is still the uh, on-time ice leader for the Capitals. That's crazy. Yeah, he averaged over, like, 23-ish minutes a game. Oh, he was he was a workhorse. He was amazing. Uh, he was one of my favorite players of all time, easily. I got a chance to, to meet him. I actually have a <laughs> autographed hat, um, Capitals hat, hanging up over my desk <laughs> for Oates. That's sweet. Yeah, he'd be on my short list of players I'd love to beat. year Adam Oates when he was coming in as coach in 2013 before you know that whole thing happened <laughs> well he had early success and and then it fell off the train real fast yeah but I like to focus on the early success <laughs> I, I, I like to focus on how the hell can you coach the Caps to missing the playoffs when you have Ovechkin healthy Backstrom. Well, didn't he put him on the wrong wing? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he put Ovechkin on the right wing. Yeah. Yeah, he and switched he was, wings. Yeah, and then he was more focused on Ovechkin's stick curve than, than coaching the team. I will say one, one positive thing for, for Oates. The power play was fantastic under him. Right. Well, he was pretty good on the power play as a player, too. He had one of the weirdest sticks I've ever seen. He just like cut the blade in half. 